<laughs> yeah, okay, go for it. Coming at you live from a mysterious garage hidden in the sunlight basking in Kaiser, Oregon. It's the March and Mitch podcast featuring Mitchell Herring, Alexander Marchewski, and Celine Santa's Pond. This week's episode, happy 21st birthday to Sean, my, my younger brother. Happy birthday, Sean. You're, you're 21 now. That must be freaking sick. On this week's podcast, we've got current events, 2000s nostalgia, an artist of the week, and political the- claymores cutting through your skin like razor blades. Wait a second. No, wait, hold on. You're the order. That's not the order, though. Oh, not not in that specific order. Unless you want to do it that way. No, no, no. But we can we can definitely. You know, I thought it was artist of the week first. We definitely always start off with the artist of the week here at the March and Mitch podcast. We, we, we can do whatever we want. I'm just I'm just saying that you know this goes against the. Uh, well, the <laughs> the paper that was handed out, you know, prior to the meeting. We can do anything. You mean the one that Alex made? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that one. I wasn't going to call him out like that. The format? I, me, never. I can do anything I want to. I can bump a little peep if I want to. <laughs> so Bam Margera. <laughs> He's Bam Margera. What will he do next? No. Wherever the fuck I want. Not going to lie. That was really funny yesterday, uh, <laughs> last last time where you were just like, <laughs> I appreciate you, you comparing me to, to that. That that guy, that level of I'll try not. Sorry, I'll try not to to to, to no, cackle no, no. into the into your expensive microphones. Oh no, forgive me. Good. I'm learning your concepts as I go. You're good. Most <laughs> <Anyways. laughs> definitely. That's the best part of that show. Is like you know the cool little theme song ends, and you have Bam Margera like on top of this rooftop with a skateboard, and the commentator is just like Bam Margera. What will he do next? It's like whatever the f I want. Most people are just like yeah, it's the it's it's, it's Viva La Bam. I can't wait to tune into Viva La Bam as you're like you're sitting at home and like. It's 2003 or four. <laughs> it's like MTV. And then he just jumps off the cliff like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you were, I mean, any of the, I'm just saying the, um, the guys that are, and also let me just throw this out. If you catch me saying, um, I need you to throw things at me. No, I'm um, here. And moving on, moving on. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, it's going to be a rough episode. I listen, I realized listening back to the last one, like is such a crush crutch for me. So yeah. we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll just power through. We'll work on this as, as, as we go. But, and you were saying that I'm just going to do that real quick and make sure everybody's turned all the way up. Okay. We're, we're going. The first segment, Artist of the Week, followed by uh, Current Events slash Soup. And, you know, I'm a big fan of soup. <laughs> I love soup. Love me some soup. Tomato soups. What's up? 2000 Nostalgia slash Throwback. Uh, can you imagine Weekly Interview is an upcoming segment. And then Mar- Mitch and March and Mitch React. Keeping the segments coming at you live. Thank you so much for subscribing to the podcast. Make sure you hit up that subscribe button and join us every week as we talk about all the shenanigans and different stuff. Our first segment on the March Mitch podcast we're going to talk about this week is going to be Artists of the Week. Uh, last week, we had Midwest pop punk fan Hot Mulligan, who we're all big fans of. Uh, Lean, you enjoyed you enjoyed Hot, Hot Mulligan's music, right? I did. I really enjoyed that song that you played, and I've listened to it a few times, actually, since you showed that to us. It's a bop. Listen to... Uh, Equip Sunglasses by Hot Mulligan. That was our Artist of the Week last week. This week, we have none other than uh, one of my biggest idols uh, himself. Uh, If you know him as uh, Vermont-based artist Joe Mulheran, this week's Artist of the Week is Nothing Nowhere on DCD2 and Fueled by Ramen. He was signed by Pete Wentz himself. Uh, Nothing Nowhere is 
a really cool iconoclast of basically just 2000s uh, emo rock with modern day trap and hip hop. He's honestly like one of my favorite artists. Um, the best song to kind of encapsulate what his music sounds like that I would listen to uh, right now would be a track like probably uh, Nightmare by Nothing Nowhere. Definitely check mm-hmm. it out. He's on the rise. Listen to Nightmare by Nothing Nowhere. Uh, Joe's music started out in these underground SoundCloud scene, uh, boasting lots of cool trap beats as well as just, you know, nostalgic emo uh, guitar rock and kind of just created his own signature style. A lot of his lyrical themes deal with everything from uh, just dealing with hometown nostalgia to sobriety to uh, being a part of that whole straight edge kind of vibe. But also at the same time, a lot of his music deals with things like that I subscribe to such as uh, mental health, uh, loss of friends, <laughs> sustaining friendships, relationships, and then you know just kind of learning to deal with your own thoughts as you progress and grow as a human being. Uh, check out his album Ruiner, his album Reaper, as well as his EP he did with Travis Barker called Bloodlust. Check out Nothing Nowhere. He is the artist of the week here at the Mitch and March podcast featuring Celine Santa's Pond. Check out Nothing Nowhere, guys. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. What did you just do right there? Did you catch any of that? I'm sure all of that went right over my head. How do you, how do you know so much about music? I know Joel Mulheran just from Alex hanging out at my place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, I'm just—I'm not complaining. I'm just like—I'm so far encyclopedic. Uh, yeah, so far removed from the, uh, the like anything that you just said that I'm almost embarrassed to even be here. Like I feel like I should just walk away and be like, you know what? This—the new show is going to be Alex and Celine. Uh, produced by me uh, <laughs> and and they're going to talk about music and stuff and things that people care about because I have no idea and I think that's part of the the, the most fun part of this show is is having the different perspectives like that so uh, uh, we went didn't we go to a nothing nowhere concert we did not Sim- very close similar oh see that's similar vibe yeah we saw uh, Gucci High Waters and Garden High Water, and okay. Lend but all you guys, of us were yeah. in attendance yeah no it was it was radical we had a, such a good time uh, sad sad rap is a big mood 
right now. And yeah. then like trap trap music and hip hop are a big mood right now. But yeah. you know, we did talk in the first episode about how uh how I, you know, Stockholm syndrome into <laughs> into the sad rap. Yeah. And, yes. and and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I have a total appreciation for it now, but definitely was not uh a, a natural gifted selection. So Nothing nowhere. Please check it out. That's the artist of the week, and and that's uh that's pretty much the whole idea behind it. Now I don't know anything about this, so I don't feel like I I can really contribute to it. But I know we have listened to it, and it's pretty good stuff. So like, let's talk about like the artist itself. And now that you've um, put it on the platter for everyone to go check out, like what are you, and I know you two listen to it. What are your guys's like favorite thing? Like what what makes us artists? worthy of artist of the week for the as far as the shows goes like why why this guy see i think his sound is just really (laughs) unique um so i think that listening to nothing nowhere we hear a lot of you know a lot of very early thousands emo punk type stylings Mm -hmm. so you really kind of get that like nostalgia kick um and that just angsty i'm 17 and i want to break shit kick (laughs) Um, but then he also nice, really, definitely. yeah, he, he, he pulls in a lot of, um, like he's, he, you know, he's got bars. He's, he uh, is a pretty he's decent rapper. Bars. The dude can spit. Um, yeah. Unexpectedly. The, the man can spit. And, uh, and so it's, it's a very interesting combo of the very modern, uh, sad rap genre kind of melded with the early thousands and it creates a very new sound. It's I'm, very interesting. One thing right. Alex talked about earlier is how there's a lot, a lot of his stuff is about, you know, growing as a human being and and learning to cope with relationships and things like that. I totally agree. But also one thing I really love about it is there's also just a heavy dose of like, I'm really sad and I want to die today. Yes. You know, just that very base level Literally. sad boy yes. feeling. And yeah. so I feel like it's a really interesting blend of technically great music, unique music, really good, interesting lyrics, and also just fucking sad boy shit. Mm-hmm. True. Uh, Liam could not have summarized it better. Yes, this is very correct, and it's a very true statement. It's It holds testament to his music, most definitely. But what is, what is so you said, number number one, there's a couple terms out there I think that the general public doesn't understand, like I wouldn't, and, and I'm going to speak on behalf of the general public before meeting you two, uh, sad boy savants, I had no idea. So number one, the first term is sad boy in, in its own right. What the fuck is a goddamn sad boy? <laughs> good, good question, Mitchell. Oh man, Mitchell. The best way I can summarize it is like, well, we we get the term sad boy from like 2011's culture, like back when like we were in college and stuff. So like, sad boy punk was definitely a thing back when like bands like The Story So Far were big. Citizen, The Front Bottoms, uh, Balance and Composure, Tiger's Jaw. All right, kids, pull out your textbook to page 218. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start in chapter four, Sad Boys 2011 Punk. But then you also you might get this, you might get that, that same page ripped out of the playbook from like maybe people that like, you know, someone maybe like Lean, Lean, Celine has met some people where it's like we classify as the sad boys like Dude, dude is actively dating and then just has a lot of emotional garbage, <laughs> a lot of emotional baggage that you're maybe not okay. prepared for. <laughs> so there's, there's different ways to become a sad boy. Yes, literally. But they all end up leading into being a rapper. All, it, all roads lead to sad yes. boy rap. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So that's how you get the sad boy uh, title. But what is yeah. the, and, and we might have covered this slightly, but what is the sad boy music? And, and the biggest reference I have is, is that I've come across and liked is, is Juice World and, and Little Peep. But how does Nothing Nowhere in this uh, really broad yet undefined category of artists, where, where does this Nothing Nowhere guy land? 
Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I want to say just uh, they are a true and headfast. They are a real musician because I feel like Joe Mulherin, as as under the guise of Nothing Nowhere, he's a real guitar player. Like he's he can play guitar. Like like literally, he boasts. He is so boastful of his guitar skills and stuff. But also, he has these beats and he has beats and um, can spit and can do trap bars and a gorgeous singing voice Most too. I mean, I, I think yes. that he really highlights his talents when he does one takes. So he yes. just strips down all of the beats, all of the all of the trappings of it, and it's literally just him and his guitar singing. And that's kind of when you really realize this guy is a, a really legitimate musician because his his voice and his guitar completely on their own are just. I mean, I, I mean, sometimes it gives me chills. Like I get goosebumps Literally. listening to his one take. Sometimes it's it's incredibly done. Yeah, nothing nowhere is definitely the apex predator. He's up, <laughs> he's up, he's up there with like the little peeps and the juice worlds in that realm where, like, you know, he is the one percent versus like the the ninety nine. Right. He's like a he's like an actor's actor. Like you know how people talk about how like Edward Norton is an a- actor's actor, so only Ooh. does the best. Ooh, hold on. I feel like Joel, Joel, Joe Joe Mulheron is definitely a musician's musician. Like really good musicians respect him a lot. Okay. Most definitely, this is true. I'll, in future reference, I'd like to add this as a segment. Since we talk about music, and and I know nothing of, uh, I'd like to add a movie segment. And we can talk about actors, I would actors. love you to add a movie. Yeah. segment. Hey, that's cool. And I'll tell you all about the the details you missed in Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> but not today. We'll definitely just jot that down. So we should just have a whole season that's just episode by episode. You gradually breaking down Fight Club. Def- just just new opinions every week. Oh yeah, I could definitely go on and on. Uh, I watched The Martian the other day. Anyway, side topic: music. We're on the topic of music, episode three. Uh, we titled it "Happy Birthday, Sean." Sean, happy birthday. Again, we want to shout out 21st birthday to Sean, Alex's brother. Happy birthday, Sean. I love you, buddy. Congrats. Happy birthday, Sean, Alex's brother. Congrats, bro. Uh, <laughs> you know, just make sure you don't get caught. He's actually the one who showed me a little peep, so I'm actually like really profoundly like Aww. happy for my brother. Like, I love you, buddy. If you're listening to this, uh, please let, just want to show your. That's older, a good first, like full circle for this episode. Seriously, mm-hmm. your older brother loves you very much. Thank you for turning me on to sad rap. Love you, buddy. Hope yeah. you're having fun. Don't party too hard tonight. Call dad if you get into trouble or if you need a sober ride or call Uber, please. <laughs> Big advocates on the the uh, the being responsible. We may being not have in yeah that may not have come clue, come through clear on the first episode, but definitely do not drink, do not drive as a combination. If you're gonna do one. Don't do the other. Yes. Be good to the people in your life and always be be profoundly strong and hold fast to holding values that support you, your family, and your friends and bring out the best in everyone you love. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. Which brings us to our next segment, which I would like to just... Uh, we're not going to do current events because I forgot what the current event is, but I would love to take five minutes to do unpopular opinions. I've got to make like transitions for this. This will be Unpopular way more interesting. There's a show that does this and it's yeah. so fun. He's got like big celebrities on. It's a British show on BBC and, and he sings this really wonky, weird, like unpopular. He sings this fucking jingle. And, and uh, the only person, the only celebrity who ever knew it was Jake Gyllenhaal and Jake Gyllenhaal fucking sings the song, the tune, this jingle with him. And the guy's like, that's really impressive. How, how I can't believe you know what the thing is. And he's like, yeah, I fucking love your show. Jake Man, Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Hollywood. Oh yeah, what a, what a mensch! From what from Bubble Boy to fucking a Marvel movie villain, the guy is the guy has grown more than you know in uh, any prepubescent team. Yeah, that was crazy. It was a fucking Mysterio. That was crazy. I just watched it the other night. It was so good. He's so good. Ten out of ten. I him and Ryan Reynolds are my are my guys. They both just seem like really genuine people. Yeah. I'll I'll never get over the episode of Bear Grylls that has Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. 
Have you seen the interviews with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds? Like, it, no. Oh my! I, I haven't even seen it. Wait, wait, so Bear Grylls and, J- and Jake Gyllenhaal teamed up? Yeah. So Bear Grylls, what? I uh, in Man vs. Wild, he does a couple bits, and then he has another another one that's I forget what the name of it is, but it, the whole thing is bringing celebrities out. Like he has Barack Obama in one. Yeah, yeah, I've seen these. But Man vs. Wild, he has one episode uh, called <laughs> Men vs. Wild. I had no clue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I I absolutely love Bear Grylls. Um, but he has an episode of Man vs. Wild called Men vs. Wild, and he has Jake Gyllenhaal on. And Ooh, the whole yeah. thing is that they're surviving in... Like, it's all scripted, but yeah. You know, it, it's like buttfuck nowhere, Iceland, and yeah, it's, it's all scripted, but it's it's very entertaining to watch, yeah. especially because there's okay, this right like, on, right on. stinky, smelly dead goat that yeah. Jake that uh, Bear Grylls makes Jake Gyllenhaal climb into a hole to go look at when it's <laughs> oh, obviously rotted. Like you can see it from the edge of the pit. There's no reason for Jake to go into that hole. And Bear Grylls, I'm sure, is just getting yeah. just getting such a laugh out of it. Yeah, that's shouldn't. cool. I didn't know that. Bear Grylls yeah, also makes some like Brokeback Mountain jokes. Oh, which is, uh, also oh, fun. He's just no. coaching Jake. Jake, what I need you to do climb into that hole i need you to investigate the uh the, the dead animal real quick make sure we're in the right area it'll be really good for the show come on get in on this that's I, literally how it goes and then at one point like that while jake gyllenhaal is like bent over inside of a hole he, that's when bear girls decides to make the uh broke back mountain <laughs> wow shred wow roasted uh- <laughs> Straight to shredding. But uh, yeah, point being, Jake Gyllenhaal, excellent. He just seems like an excellent human being willing to climb into a pit to take part of Smelly Goat. Lovely. Word. Very cool. Anyways, welcome, welcome, welcome. Shred hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Who turned their phone on? How dare you? We are live recording. (laughs) This is an 87 Honda. How dare you? Uh, okay, Dak Shepard. Yeah, thank you. Employee employee of the month. Fucking with uh, Dane Cook and Dak Shepard. Dak Shepard shows fucking off the charts. I'm telling you. Check out Armchair Experts if you're in a podcast. Mm-hmm. If you enjoy That's even, the move right there. Oh, it's so good. It's so funny. He's so smart. Well, he's really obnoxiously smart. Mm-hmm. And then he has himself get fact checked. So he's like humbly obnoxiously smart, which you just don't ever see. And he's like, no, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Until the, like someone's like, but you're not. <laughs> yeah, no, he's like obnoxious, but he builds that in. It's like how stores like build in uh, shop shoplifting losses. Mm-hmm. He like builds that into how he interacts. So he's totally ready to acknowledge when, yeah, when yeah. he's gone too and far. And as soon as he's wrong, he's like, oh, well, I was definitely wrong. But not, not before, not after. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, goodness. So gracious. did you have an um, unpopular opinion for us today? Oh wow! Yeah, we'll we'll have to uh, unpopular. You know, pretty opinion. much any idea I have is unpopular. Like I, I don't. I don't yeah, I am. <laughs> As true. Mitchell's fiance can confirm. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of uh, popular ideas. Uh, unpopular opinion. Well, let's think. Let's think. You know what? I put this thing. idea out there. Yeah, I put this idea out there without thinking about ha- coming up with an idea, and now I'm on the spot, and I'm just gonna piss a lot of people off. I can already tell. <laughs> All right, unpopular opinion. Um, I feel like this would be something that, like, come on, was there anything? I've t- 9-11 was an inside job. Unpopular opinion. Or is that, like, popular now? I feel like there's a lot of people that... that, that oh, really no, I got do one. Vibe with. <laughs> the government is actually run by a shadow organization of the top 500 corporations. Unpopular opinion. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's one of your unpopular opinions for sure. Yeah. 
That said, I completely agree. Alex's face. I, is I hold the same. Deer in a headlight. So yeah, there's basically, and there's there's tons of evidence to this, and this is becoming quickly a conspiracy show. So feel free to stop me. There's about okay. 500 companies that own everything. Uh, the Fortune 500. The, no, well, yes, they is are. That what they call them. Yes, they are. But there's about. I mean, it might even be less than that. It might be a hundred. Uh, there's 500 to 100 anywhere in between the range. These companies are parent companies. Uh, for for example, uh, Disney, right? Disney owns so many subletted companies. Uh, IBM owns a ton of sublet sub sub companies, and these parent companies like uh, Dutch Telecom, mm-hmm. Deutsche Telecom, mm-hmm. that own you know nine to ten sub companies below them. These guys are by far the most influential. They fund Congress. They fund elections. They fund world. What's the word? like uh, international uh, decisions mm-hmm. that that have to do with war? They have to do with import export trades. Like everything, everything encompassing the globe has to do with these companies and their own personal agenda. And a lot of people don't like this idea because this alludes and and these companies exist. Like there's no doubt about it. Like the Exxon Mobil. Yeah, uh, no. Cri- in, in a second, I've got a good example of exactly this. Yeah, the Exxon Mobil crisis where they were basically dumping without uh, regard um, uh, tons of pollution into this Amazon, into the Amazon mm-hmm. River. And there was this tribe of people who have been untouched by society for hundreds of years and they were dying and being poisoned and they were living their happy life. And, and they like took them to court because it's like you are dumping tons of pollution into this fucking resource that we survive off of. And Exxon's like, nah, we're nah, <laughs> nah, I don't know. No, we're not. I, we're not doing it. I don't know. No, no, I don't know. That's about. garbage. We ain't doing that. Yeah. And, and I think they won. I mean, like X and again, oh, X, yeah. Exxon being one of the, I think, top 100 countries that owns, you know, they own uh, Chevron. And a ton of other shit, but yeah, they 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 lost this fucking ten year battle. There's a documentary oh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, it's insane, and they're just dumping pollution into the uh, waters, the, these un these unregulated areas, and poisoning people to cut costs. Yeah, no, Exxon is is one of the worst perpetrators of stuff like that. Um, my dad, when he first got out of law school, his very first job was prosecuting the ExxonMobil oil spill up in Alaska. Whoa, okay. Yeah, and so he he still boycotts Exxon <laughs> to this day, which, as you point out, is almost impossible to do because they own so much. Mm-hmm. But I remember there was one time we were driving through, you know, middle of nowhere, Nevada, and we almost completely ran out of gas because the only gas station we had passed for the last, like, 20 miles was Exxon. <laughs> and my dad's like, nope, fuck them. I'd rather run out of gas. Yeah, yeah Celine's, Celine's but, dad is attorney at law, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Crap, I remember now. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel, attorney at law. Um, but yeah, so I, and to this day, so even though my dad and his team won this case against them, you know, Exxon was found responsible, uh, and they were ordered to pay a certain <laughs> amount of money to clean up the, the area that was polluted yeah. to this day, not a cent of Exxon money has gone towards cleaning up that particular oil spill, which is just Whoa. insane. But the, the example I wanted to bring up was, uh, cause you're talking about the, the shadow, essentially shadow government. Yeah. Um, I think the Koch brothers are one of the yeah. most, yeah. you know, well-known examples of that. Yeah. Because first of all, they've got their fingers in so many different political pies. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about super duper local elections, like down to even things like county commissioners. <laughs> Did you say the Koch brothers? Yeah, the yeah, Koch Coca-Cola. brothers. Uh, K-O-C-H. Wait, oh. oh, oh, sorry, sorry. oh. Not, <laughs> not like... 
but it oh, brothers. shows you what yeah. I know. No, yeah. They're not the Yayo brothers. Not the <laughs> Yayo brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not Coca-Cola. The, right. uh, the C-O-C-H brothers. Yes, please please continue. Um, and actually now it's just the one Coke brother. Cause right. Because one of them passed. Right. Um, but... Yeah, so they are well known for being involved in so many different political things and really kind of orchestrating everything from local to national politics to international, as you point out. But it's impossible not to support them because they own companies that own so many other companies that make products we use every day. Like one of the companies that Koch Brothers uh, Industries owns is the ones that make those weird little felt things that you put on the bottom of a chair so it doesn't squeak when you slide yeah, it out. Yeah, 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 things you guys don't have on yours right now. That's the one, yeah, 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 yeah. So we need to give, <laughs> give some money to one of the Koch brothers, the, the remaining Koch brothers, so that we can get some of those. I think we just need another carpet, and that would probably solve a lot of these problems. <laughs> but yeah, no, so it's, it's impossible not to support the Koch brothers. Right. And I guarantee you they are not supporting your interests. No. Okay. <laughs> We'll cut that out. <laughs> uh, Alex, your thoughts. Yo, um, my contributions to current events and politics are, are, you know, pretty, you know, pretty minuscule at best because I, I, just, <laughs> I, I try to subscribe my to my guy, my dude. Yeah, we got this cover. We talk about this shit all the time. <laughs> Straight up. But I like I like what you know Celine has brought to the table just to kind of give us a good insight on you know what's going on in the world that's kind of outside my grasp of the, you know the arts and the media world. So to kind of hear these different topics is entertaining for me, but it's also just informative for people. Now like me. you know how I feel because <laughs> you know if Start you're spouting off nothing, nowhere knowledge. Because if you're if you're 27 year old Alex Marchewski and you live in a fucking cartoon you know world <laughs> and where you just don't really subscribe to a lot, you know it actually is interesting for me to know you know more about. Um, just different topics with current events that are going to, you know, just help me maybe, maybe want to participate more and maybe want to just add more of my attention to mm. that, to, to that realm, because I feel like maybe it's right. going to help me, he'll keep me informed as far as, you know, like where I place my money, who I want to support, <laughs> who I want to endorse in the well, realm. Of, I mean, you know. as far as your money goes, I mean, I'm, I'm 50, 50 <laughs> on the fence that we're big, we're basically on the second brink of a collapse. Uh, so basically money's going to be useless depending on how the economy decides to swing itself in the oh, next fucking off. eight months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, another unpopular opinion. I could do this all day long. This is my bread and butter. This is I'm, not, this is the wrong topic for me to be on. I'm glad you guys had something intelligent to bring to the table. Cause like my, Oh, like, I didn't. I mean, my- they did. <laughs> Celine knows what's up. I don't know. I mean, I just, I go on and, and I, uh, I, I, I fact check the things that I study. And then outside of that, I'm just like, mm, it sounds all right. I don't know. Cause like my, my unpopular opinion would have been something like penguins aren't that cute. Deal with it. Uh, <laughs> you know, and then like all kinds of fucking play more with this. That's way better. We should definitely talk about that. <laughs> something so controversial yet. So brave. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, How dare you? I guess what? I don't think penguins are that cute. You know what I mean? Why do you hate people? This is just wrong. I mean, your opinion is just wrong. Like Alex, I didn't know you were the human, de- like an actual human demon. Yeah. Like, like what the fuck is wrong? I'm, I'm pretty sure you work for Satan at this point. Fucking <laughs> aren't cute have you not seen march of the penguins i'm sure you haven't because if you had you would be a completely different human being what have you seen that i have Have you seen the one where they narrate it i've also never doubted that penguins are good though i think penguins are good he didn't say they're not good he said they're not cute which is even worse he's basically completely uh animalist against penguins for not being adorable which they are (laughs) 
<laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> they're basically little waiters that waddle around with absolutely. <laughs> they're, they're silly little boys. They're they're birds that they can't fly. They can't fly. They're they just constant, slide around constantly under a barrage of lion seals trying to fuck their shit up. And you want to call them not cute? You know what? Actually, penguins also know about prostitution. And they support gay rights. Yes. Penguins are all Mm -hmm. about having, Mm -hmm. you know, the gays. and and I might have to rescind. Dad's no problem. Please help me rescind my opinion if this is real fact. Well, I don't know if this will make them cuter necessarily, but at least more (laughs) fascinating. But yeah, no, penguins are one of the few uh, animal species in the world that's been observed without any type of. Not few, just documented. That's been observed. Observed, yeah. 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 That's been observed without any type of human interference. Support those rights. Giving So penguins will collect rocks. I, I forget exactly why they collect them, but yeah, so... Uh, it's a gift. Yeah, yeah. So they they bring each other rocks. It's a wedding rock. Okay. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess that's the same with humans and diamond rings. It's just a fancy yeah. rock. They Aww. pick a fancy rock, they bring it to a mate, and the mate goes, oh, that's a lovely rock. Let's... <laughs> and then they, you know, have a... Baby penguin. I, I, I kind of like that. That's kind of sweet. Actually. Oh, it's super cool. Oh, I didn't know. But that. yeah, so they've been uh, observed using those rocks that they collect. <laughs> like females will get multiple males to bring them rocks, mm-hmm. and okay. then they'll trade those rocks for other things like food and things like that. And they've also been observed having sex in exchange for a rock. So a male penguin will bring them a rock. They'll have sex, and then they go spend their rock somewhere else. They'll have intercourse. Coitus. Coitus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna be Aww. a science channel here. Uh, yes, and also the uh, the the what I don't even know what the zoo was, but the most recent uh, observed in in captivity example was that there was this uh, the it, well basically what they they prefaced was is that the these two male penguins okay. were looking for mates and the, apparently they can't tell the difference between male and female. <laughs> that, that was the preface is that, you know what? Apparently, you know, humans can't tell the difference without like, uh, you know, going up inside the, the whatnots and apparently neither can the penguins. And so there was this male penguin looking for a mate and there was this other male penguin looking for a mate and one met the other. And apparently, you know, magic just happened and they decided to adopt a rock and and nestle the rock and the zoo uh, decided that they were going to be like, eh, maybe we should intervene. And they took one of the extra one of the uh, the male female partners laid an extra egg. OK. And so oh. they yeah. And so they took that egg and and produced it uh, without knowledge to the gay penguin couple. Oh and then goodness. the gay penguin couple raised this fucking chick. And it was happy and healthy, and it basically, I would die for this gay penguin couple. Oh yeah, and it basically just blew especially because they mate for life. You know that baby's gonna have such stable dads. Yep, and it basically just like blew all arguments that that's not a thing out the water um, from an animal standpoint because the it, they they raised it to full term. It's mm-hmm. a happy fucking healthy. And this penguin. is fact. This is oh, fact. big this fact. Really happy. Big facts. Yeah, these penguins were better parents than the other ones because my, oh my goodness, my perceptions <laughs> on the values of penguin cuteness have been destroyed today by Mitchell and Celine's vast knowledge that on the last topic fact went a lot way a long way towards oh I, I, I rescind I rescind my opinion but now you're homophobic <laughs> if you don't like penguins <laughs> <laughs> This is, that's yeah. fucking adorable. No, that's fucking adorable. The fucking, you know, it's t- t- the fucking penguins. They just totally like flip the script. It's like, hey, here, you know, like we're going to just like, hey, why don't we sneak you guys a cute little penguin egg? Yeah, that, can- was, that was pretty clever. That's the, the that's, zoo people. That's fucking adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking adorable. Okay, maybe, maybe penguins are, are a lot cuter than I anticipated. 
And maybe that's, maybe that's what we do here. Maybe I, I reserve my right to change my opinion. Maybe penguins can be cute. And that's what unpopular opinions <laughs> about. Mike drop. <laughs> boom boom. Run. <laughs> <laughs> probably the best unpopular opinion you'll ever hear. Maybe penguins are a lot cuter than I thought. Yeah, not inherently because they're adorable, but because they're principles. On that note, we'll take a quick commercial break. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. We're at the halfway mark. We'll be back. Uh, the March and Mitch Show. With some other shit. Yeah, thanks, BRB. <laughs> That was really close. Yeah. We're 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 back on, but oh man, it really was. It really wanted us to fuck the rest. <laughs> of, it really wanted us to hurt the rest of the show up with the the audio input. So we're gonna move past that. We're, we we are moved on to twenty two thousands. No current events. We're we're moved on to current events. Celine, Celine, events are current now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have a you have a current event for us to talk about. Now I do, I do. So this the show obviously is called Happy Birthday, Sean. And again, Happy Birthday, Sean. But I do want to give another quick birthday <laughs> shout out here. So somebody else also got born today, and that is the child of Grimes and Elon Musk. And so for those of you do, who don't know, uh, Grimes, the musician, and Elon love Musk, Grimes the, so much. Love Grimes. Love Grimes Still feel weird about her decision to be with Elon Musk for so long. Personally, maybe that's my unpopular opinion for the night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So so Tesla founder Elon Musk and musician Grimes uh, had a child today. And the name of this child is interesting because no one really knows how to say it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way that it's spelled is the letter X and then the, the letter that's kind of the morphed A and E, which apparently is pronounced I. And then A12. So apparently that uh, the way that most people are agreeing that they pronounce that is uh, XI Archangel. Uh Because apparently A12 is the name of uh, a craft that apparently is her and Elon Musk's favorite aircraft. Mm -hmm. Allegedly because it's got no weapons and no defenses, just speed. Mm-hmm. Great in battle, but not violent, is what Grimes' Twitter feed says about this. Oh my goodness, that's profound. <laughs> Indeed, but yeah, so this 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 poor poor sweet little baby, who had no choice of being born to these these two very interesting people, uh, named Xi Archangel, yeah, is the newest thing to come out of of Elon Musk's uh, creative energy. Uh-huh. And it's very interesting <laughs> timing too, because I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's interesting because we've got kind of a musical bent on this podcast. So it's always interesting when an artist that we like has a major life event, like having a child. Um, but it's interesting too, because Elon Musk has been kind of having this meltdown that my personal theory is that it's related to the stress of having a baby as well as the stress of coronavirus. But, um, right now his homes are up on sale on Zillow. Yeah. What? Yeah, and there's a lot of speculation on whether that's legit, like whether he actually listed his houses, because he said that he was going to own no possessions. He said that that. Tesla stock is too high, leading to an insane drop in Tesla stock prices. So the man's just really wilding. Yeah, but you you know why he's doing that. He's trying to decrease the value so he can sell and and rebuy it at a lower lower rate. I mean, that's just basic economics. Is that how stocks work? Yeah, dude. He's oh, trying man. to devalue his own stocks and sell them prior, and then he's trying to basically huh. bankrupt his own company so he what? can buy back in 
at a higher rate. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Shadow all the CEOs. Oh my god. Yeah, all the CEOs are doing it right now that have resigned. They're still on the board of directors, but they're basically like liquidating the, mm-hmm. the stocks that they own at a high price because they know the next nine months are gonna, you know, have the cost of the stock price and they're gonna rebuy in it. And then well, I mean mm-hmm. the price of gas is going down. So I mean I, oh, yeah. if that's an indicator <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the whole point of all this is uh, during the economic collapse. I mean, look back to the 1900s when the first, uh, like the, what was it? The The Great Depression. Yeah, the first Great Depression, the Black Plague. uh, That's not the same thing. No? No, okay. Well, the Great Great (laughs) Depression uh, where the economy collapsed and people couldn't get their money. I mean, what happened was all the uh, banks, you know, uh, basically started buying up all their property that had loaned out at, at... you know, pennies on the dollar because they had loaned out millions and millions of dollars to people to, to buy these properties. And then they said during the Great Depression, hey, you know, we want the money for these properties and people couldn't buy them. So they, they're like, all right, well, oh. we're going to buy it at, you know, one hundredth of the cost. And people, you know, signed contracts and so they couldn't do anything about it. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. What? I haven't heard that take, but that makes a lot. It was in that documentary. More sense than that this very smart man is just shooting himself in the foot. Yeah. But yeah, so lots of exciting stuff happening with Elon Musk lately. Um, and if you're in the market for a new home, all of his homes are up for sale currently. Allegedly, they are still debating whether Zillow was hacked or he actually listed them. Right. We still don't know. Jury is still out on that. But if you're looking for a new insanely expensive home, right. contact Elon Musk's realtor. And that be a thing, most definitely, especially when you know the mother of your children is Canadian artist Clay Boucher. Claire Boucher, who we know commonly as Grimes. It's definitely got to be an interesting and exciting time in your life, given the social climate of the world, especially when, you know, the person who is the mother of your children has hits like Oblivion. Um, I remember listening to Vanessa back in the day with my girlfriend, you know, doing dangerous amounts of drugs in our apartment (laughs) and just watching the music video and like being like, babe, what do you think the music video is about? And her just being like, I don't know. <laughs> and now this person what? is and now this person is married to the person in charge of of Tesla. <laughs> yeah, that's some crazy shit right there. Mm-hmm. And and the and the future landscape should be interesting. You know, hopefully, maybe someone cool like I mean, like Mitchell. Who would you want to buy up one of those homes that uh, Celine had mentioned? One of them is actually Gene Wilder's uh, former home. What? That makes any difference. <laughs> I think honestly, at this point, the people who are buying homes at at this point, per- particular point, know that they're buying it at a loss, and they just they're just buying it because they have that much ex capital to to spend. Because I mean, this is the worst point in history to uh, our second one of the second or third worst points in history to go fucking ahead and buy just land or real estate. Like, right. give it another year, and it's going to be devalued at half the cost just due to the fucking financial crisis that pursues Corona. So. People who are buying shit right now just have money to flex and they don't give a mm-hmm. shit. Flexing and flexing and flexing. Yeah, my, my $13 billion net worth is not affected by your fucking social crisis. So let me just buy this $2 mm-hmm. million dollar house because I like it. As it careens into an eternal chaos, riveted only by yeah, the financial be. crisis, <laughs> disturbing social norms. Must be nice. An ever-changing world brought on by the by the global pandemic known as COVID nineteen, or as some videos call it the plandemic. Unpopular opinion. We will not touch on that because that's some wild ass shit. I don't believe in it. And as we come into the final segment of the March and Mitch podcast, brought to you by 
Mitchell Hearing, Alexander <laughs> Marchewski, featuring Celine Santa's Pond. As we come into the final notes and cliff notes and excitement and topics regarding social climates, music, art, media, and all of the above, mm-hmm. we'd like to end today's podcast on a short and sweet segment we like to call a nostalgia trip. Uh, let's bring it up to me and Mitchell, and of course, Celine. Uh, we're gonna. I wanted to bring up my favorite nostalgia moment for this week was gonna be um, the 2003 film Grind. <laughs> not Grimes. Right. Grimes. We decided those are two different words. Yeah. Yes. Not not performing artist Claire Boucher, but in fact a film inspired by skateboarding culture from the early 2000s. Yes, back when there was, you know, nothing but. Bleached hair perpetuated <laughs> by fat, fat, poofy skating shoes, etnies, you name it. Bam Margera, Tony Hawk. Yeah. The Tom jack- Green. Did, so funny. Tom fact. Green did the you jackass know, crew. No, Tom Green was not part of the jackass crew, but did you know Tom Green was a professional skateboarder in the 90s? What? He was a professional skateboarder in the 90s. Before for, he was a shock a shock artist. Before he was a shock comedian what? artist. Yeah, he skated for Tony Hawk's brand, what the Birdhouse. Fu- yeah, he was a professional skateboarder for Birdhouse. Unbeknownst to myself, oh my fucking God. Absolutely. What? Yeah. Tom Green? Yeah, that's why he's in that fucking movie. Holy sh- Where he does oh that goodness. scene in the shop and he's like, yeah, Chad was a he. <laughs> Chad was off the hook. And he does the off the hook. He was here. It, it, no, that was the, the demo was Saturday. Today is Sunday. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. But uh, he was here and he was like, grinding. The, he was grinding, man. And, and he was off the yeah, that whole scene was inspired because Tom was a, a fucking old school pro skater for for Birdhouse, and he's good friends with fucking Tony Hawk. That's so crazy because like old school for him would have been like early nineties, but old school for us is like early two thousand. Oh, <laughs> if you uh, you ever seen the movie Freddie Got Fingered, like when it's like Tom Green's like weirdest and like his his like solo production. I I remember the name, but but please elaborate. Oh yeah, so Fre- <laughs> so Freddie Got Fingered is just this weird chaos, yeah, uh, yeah. and it's like the most incoherent movie you've ever seen. But there the intro scene is like fucking Tom Green shredding through the mall and. He He's just like slapping up on these like weird like plant pillars that have like these uh, divots into them, and and Tom Green basically just shreds through this entire mall, and oh, it's all him skating. Fuck, dude! <laughs> Damn. So you, I would never have guessed. Cause I know, I'd always known him as like kind of like a character actor or someone that was kind of fucking weird. Oh, he's so kind of strange. Weird, yeah. But you're telling me that he was a pro skater for pro 20, skater. For, for Birdhouse back in the day. Like that's, oh, straight that's up, yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, I dude, would never have pinned that. I saw this. Uh, I I saw this video of Tony. It was like a it was like a trick a trick tip video. Okay. And like in the bonus scenes, there's this clip of Tony uh, Tony Hawk and fucking Tom Green and Tom. Green invents this fucking trip called the flippy thing. And I was dead set on learning it as a kid. It's this weird boneless trick where he like pops it up and he flips the board around his hand like seven times where it just spins like oh a fucking, like a, yeah, like a, like a fucking hand on a clock and it just goes around your hand and he spins it and he fucking jumps off a fire hydrant and just this flippy thing boneless from the, yeah. Cause, and, and, he, and he's like, get this before ollies were invented, bro. So he's like, yeah, we didn't have ollies. To, <laughs> ollie, you know, ollies were invented like the fucking eons ago. And so, yeah, he, he's like, we had to boneless everything. And so he invented this fucking crazy ass trick and it's, it's in the bonus feature. What? Oh yeah. The flippy thing. You is, need to like, like message me later and like send me this feature right from the DVD menu. Like, please, 
Oh yeah, it's it's a gem <laughs> worth knowing about. Yeah, the flipping thing's probably the coolest trick. I've oh ever my seen. freaking gosh, this sounds like something I no like. Please, like ser- Mitchell, please seriously, like hop on Messenger later and like send me the, the copy link. Oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, uh, I'll track it down. But for but sure, as as a as a cornerstone and just kind of a time capsule of 2000 skate culture, and not only 2000 skate culture, but just like a timepiece for like the early new millennia. Like Grind was the fucking movie. Yeah. For like, as far as like a timepiece for like 2000s culture, as far as style music, you have like, <laughs> yeah. you have the used fucking like, what's that one song from that one band? It's like, Bear Cough will take you on, Ben <laughs> Strong will that? take on. Oh, yes, right. Was that like Stain? <laughs> S- I think that's Stain. Yeah. Stain. Yeah. No, it was like, S- it was like SR71 or some oh, shit. Like, oh, what the man. hell was it's that? It's either Stained or Maybe it was stained. stained. Oh, shit. Oh, oh yeah. My memory <laughs> wants to say it might be Papa Roach, but I'm positive that's wrong. Gosh, but no, dude, that movie was like, it was quintessential, but you had like, you had like, oh, the it was fucking trapped, trapped by he- Headstrong. Trapped. Like, trapped. Oh, <laughs> We're so straight bad. up. Literally, but like, I remember if it focuses on like this kid, he's like an up and coming like youth who wants to like, who know, works like, at basically some fucking generic Taco Bell, some taco. Exactly. Fucking. And then like the co star, the co star was like the really handsome, cute uh, Jewish guy yeah. from, from the OC. Yeah. He, he played Seth Cohen on the OC, which is like one of the it's best so uh, right, two, yeah. 2000s like shows of all the, time. The doubtful, uh, realistic friend. It's like, him like, yeah. Exactly. He's like the moral compass. Exactly. Like Mitchell, you just nailed it on the fucking head. He's like, <laughs> he's like, like, bro, we could do this, but like, Okay, fine. Let's do it because I'm that guy in the movie, and, yeah. and I have to be like the moral compass yeah. and your best friend in the movie. So they fucking do the movie, and they form the fucking like the skate team. Yep. To go on tour. Yep. And and it was like, what? Do you remember the fucking name of like their skate team? Oh fuck no no. It uh, was the, like something the, really cute. Uh, that oh some uh, puppers wash. That that was it, it. had to do with like the the dog wash. What, fuck, I don't remember. <laughs> Oh man. It was like Team Super Something, Super Something. Yeah. But they, they they try to go on the skate tour and then like they have like four different people on the skateboarding team. And I just remember being like a big compass for like two thousands culture as far as like our nostalgia trip feature goes on our segment this week. But I remember like between you know the music having bands like Trap, The Used. I'm pretty sure Taking Back Sunday and Brand New might have might have been on that playlist as far as like music goes. Oh yeah. And then uh just they, they, I remember having Bam Margera was in one of the scenes, and I remember like he was trying to buy like a skateboarding deck at the at the shop. And yeah, like, and then Bam was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna buy two of my own decks because I'm fucking rich and I'm Bam Margera." Yeah, that was <laughs> I give zero fucks. Yeah, he tries to get the fucking hookup. He's like, "Uh, could, could I get that?" And he's like, "Yeah, uh, ninety four seven ninety And he's like. Uh, what he's like oh yeah well, he just got these boys yeah yeah it's because he's pro <laughs> what have you done <laughs> it's just fucking right dude i think it was called suds and pops or something it was definitely suds and pops or some shit i fucking believe you. <laughs> it was so weird shit balls baby oh Sud- my god suds and pups dog grooming ink yeah I, i'm pretty sure that uh, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call it at that I, I I'm not 100 percent but most yeah. definitely and as we as we reflect and look back on these different segments and parts on our show we want to thank each and every one of you for subscribing to the March Mid Show featuring Celine Santa's Pond and uh, to, to all our to all our viewers and subscribers thank you so much for tuning in this week to our episode three happy bir- happy 21st birthday Sean thank you so much to everyone for tuning in and checking out all our different pieces make sure you check out. Uh, Grimes, check out Nothing Nowhere. <laughs> Watch the 2003 film Grind featuring Bam Margera and the, the cute guy from the OC who played, <laughs> Seth, who, who played Seth Cohen. And Please thank- also check out Elon Musk's Twitter. 
just yeah. just for some kicks. Yeah, most definitely. Check out check out Mitchell's Facebook so you can see pictures. No, of <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, do not do that. Leave me alone. Check out, check out Alex's Instagram for lots of like like emo photography and like pictures of 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 a guy looking like really sad but also like artistic. <laughs> and at the end of the day, thank you so much for checking out our podcast. Peace be with you. Tune in next week while we turn while we tell some stories of stuff that happened. And hopefully by next week we'll uh, next week we'll have the uh, Audible sponsor and we'll be probably like audible.com forward slash Marchewski uh, because that's you know that's what we do here. So yeah, next week look look available keep, now on iTunes. No, well it is available now on iTunes. Yeah, but like <laughs> just keep your eyes and ear peels for an Audible sponsor because uh, because that's where we're headed. So thank y'all and good night and good night. <laughs> It is super weird, and I, hold on, I apologize. Let me just, I, I don't, okay, you know, can we do it again? Can we do it again right now? Yeah. Ever, head, headphones on, headphones oh, on, let's go, let's wait, go, wait, let's go. We're doing Marchewski's Brewskies again? Yeah, we're doing Marchewski's Brewskies again. Oh, shit. If you oh, did it once, real. you can do it again. You guys are professionals. Uh, I'm not paying you a damn thing, uh, but, you know, your uh, future credibility depends on the quality of the episode, so we're going to go with that. Marchewski, Alex, a.k.a. The host, aka the originator of the segment, Marchewski's Brewski. We have the man a special, with the plan. yeah, the man with the plan. We have a special shout out today. It is a name brand beer. You may have heard of it, you may have not, but today is the day <laughs> where it's gonna get its recognition. So, Alex, bring us Marchewski's Brewski. Literally today, we have it here. It's right here. It's right now. It's real. We have none other than. Milwaukee's best. We got it right here. Motherfucking Milwaukee's best brought to you by Miller Brewing. Literally, it is Milwaukee's beast, as me and my brotherhood would call it back in the day. We're talking about Milwaukee's best ice. It is literally a 5.9 ABV beer. You can purchase it in your local gas station convenience store. True story. And it literally is a thoroughbred punk rock beer. Thank you so much to everyone subscribing to the, to our podcast here with me, Mitchell and Lean. Uh, this segment is going to be about talking about my favorite beers every week. And I love talking about all the different beers. Literally, I don't care what kind of brewery it's from, whether it's from Oregon, Nevada, California, Arizona, Idaho, Hawaii, <laughs> anywhere on the West Coast. I love talking about different beers. But um, my main point to communicate is this week, I want to talk about a beer from my youth, Milwaukee's Best, and the beer that I hold fast to my heart today. Uh, Milwaukee's Best is pretty much essentially just a really, really simple, easy to drink beer. <laughs> it's a good beer, yeah. It's, it's, it's easy. It's not the best tasting beer. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not here to do that. We uh, we here to again. Where uh, we are born, bred in. When well, I mean, when's it born, bred? We are here in the capital of the snobbiest, most. Uh, <laughs> echelon of beer in all of Oregon. We believe in IPAs and big beards and flannel jackets and Literally. fucking shampoo that smells like tree falling in the fucking forest. But guess Literally. what? Yeah, but we don't do that on this show. On this show, we recognize all beer and all walks of life. And guess what? Not only this week is Milwaukee's best, a.k.a. Milwaukee's beast, the name of the game. We're here to recognize why it has a place because we don't discriminate. We and this are, is what I see Alex drinking pretty much every night that he's at my house. Exactly. So I'm, yeah, there's clearly something to be said for this beer. These statements uh, hold fast to my character, but they also hold 
uh, steadfast to the character of Milwaukee's Best. Most people envision it as just a run-of-the-mill beer you might find at your local convenience store, but it actually <laughs> has a big has a big rudiment in a, in punk rock music, especially on the West Coast. Because whereas you know most of your punk rockers, they probably can't afford to have the fancier uh, micro That's brew. Right. They probably can't afford to have the fancier micro brew. I got uh, three ninety nine in my account, and I need to get fucked up, please. M- Mitchell's Mitchell's sentiments exactly true. You could not find a more true sentiments, and like you know, you're just trying to have a six k or just, you know, a, a tall boy to just kind of get you a quick buzz, you know, and chances are you're probably on probation like myself <laughs> was in 2013 and you're probably fresh out of jail and, you know, you're, you're drinking. Saturday night, That's I'm on the fucking Vegas Strip. I got fucking $8 in my account. Fucking exactly, I'm dude. looking to have a good fucking Saturday night and yeah, guess what? I'm going to fucking pull me a fucking tall bay of Milwaukee's fucking best and I'm going to fucking hit the strip with a fucking bad idea and a big fucking dream. And you literally just punched my heartstrings with a, with a fucking power cord and that's exactly how it fucking feels right now. And that's how it would be. Imagine yourself, you just, you just, you know, you're fucking fresh, you're fresh out of probation or fucking out of jail and it's 2013, 2014 and you're fucking no drinking. No more, Mr. Nice no Guy. No more, Mr. Nice Guy. And you're fucking drinking this shit behind <laughs> behind a Chevron or a Shell gas station or Green Valley Grocery or fucking Center Market and it's fucking, you know, you're literally drinking this shit and it's fucking three in the morning <laughs> and you're listening to bands like Fiddler, you're listening to bands no. like Fiddler and Joyce Mr. Manor B, and you're listening, B, you're, listening, <laughs> you're listening to Joyce Manor and Fiddler and bands or like fucking that. fucking rat. Or fucking rat, you know, like exactly. Fucking, fucking <laughs> round and round, round and round goes around, comes around, around. round and round. Where you're just fucking banging the fucking dashboard of your friend's car, just fucking head banging, punching the whole wheel hole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking literally. And it holds steadfast and true to just the whole punk punk rock mentality. Like true I mentioned story. earlier, true you story. know, like instead of having Easter, we would have <laughs> Beaster. We would have Milwaukee's Beaster and just hide. <laughs> You know, just we, we would hide the cans of Milwaukee's Beast, and like, for if you if you if we found it, we would just, oh my god, you found a can, you have to drink it. It's kind of like playing. Uh, it's so like, you hide, like hide Easter egg hide uh, instead seek, of hiding Easter eggs. You but would hide. hide and drink. Exactly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So like, if we if we you found know, it, me and, uh, so me and Mitchell got engaged on Easter. Ooh. I'm gonna go ahead and suggest that we celebrate Beaster every year. Oh, for hide and drink. Yeah, yeah invite Alex over. He can hide some cans of beer for us. A love story for the ages. Romance. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to want to drink fucking beer. You're going to want to drink fucking like half gallons of whiskey. Getting down Why on it. Fucking just pounding it. <laughs> and we would hide these fucking beers around and stuff. And, you know, it's it's just it really is an amazing thing to see it come full circle from my youth growing up, listening to these punk rockers and hanging out, sharing their stories and, yeah. and drinking Milwaukee's best to just, you know, having, you know, two of my closest friends uh, share their engagement that day. And we had family dinner that day and have them like break the we story. We sure did. Me. We fucking mm-hmm. had family dinner was, that day. We had family Easter dinner. And like I remember like Easter dr- dinner drinking, drinking. You know, like the spirit I had to have my whole life and hearing the sh- hearing their story and like like getting to be a part of that to me was so profound and like it literally brought tears to my eyes and I was so fucking hyped and so fucking happy and just drinking this beer and throwing it back. So like no matter if you're a punk rocker or just someone from Oregon or from like anywhere else in, in the United States, if you're having a Milwaukee, chances are you probably associate 
drinking that beer with good times and good memories. And that's why like I give Milwaukee's best uh, a five rings out of five <laughs> <laughs> as far as the happiness rating and the delivery. Wait, hold on. Was five what now out of five? Five rings out of rank? Five, 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 five rings. Five rings. Okay, okay. <laughs> five rings. Word, word. Because before it was bathroom breaks and then it was like throat punches and like now it's rings. So honestly, I think the, uh, the, the, the continuity of the show is basically five out of what the fuck I want. In the show. Oh, yeah, it's... Now, now, now. Brown and now, now, brown and now, rock and roll. <laughs>